Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanacombe creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, TheRelationshipGuy.com. Hey, beautiful people. This is Gideon, and welcome back to episode number 16 here on Marriage on Fire. So this week, I want to teach you five specific areas that you need to absolutely 100% take care of if you want to improve your relationship. I truly believe that if you want to create a relationship that is happy, that is healthy, that's filled with intimacy, you have to take care of these five areas within your relationship. Now, what is interesting is when people reach out to me to work with me one-on-one as their relationship coach, one of the main reasons, I would say at least 95% of the time, probably even more, people come to me saying that they have poor communication or they have a lack of communication, they struggle to deal with conflict, they struggle to talk to each other, and, uh, and the whole relationship is suffering as a result of that. Now, when I start working with people, I typically sort of flip this whole thing on its head and I typically prove to people that communication isn't their primary issue. I'm going to sort of push that same issue here today. If you're in a relationship right now where it feels like you're not talking to your partner very well, you're not dealing with conflict very well, you're kind of just, you're in a place where you're just not communicating well at all, I'm going to flip it on its head and I'm going to say to you the same thing I say to a lot of my clients, and that is that uh, communication or a lack of communication or poor communication is not your primary issue. It is not your primary problem. There are other things that are probably in place right now or a few other things that are sort of perhaps not in place right now that you need to take care of first, that you really need to go go to task on, that you really need to work hard on and really put those things in place in order to improve communication. When communication is working well, when communication is flowing well, that is just a sign that all these other, these other four areas are really working well. So communication is of course the fifth area we need to focus on, we need to take care of it and there's obviously ways to communicate better but I want to talk about five specific areas this uh, this episode that I need you to think about. Communication is one of them but there are four others that are really important for you to think about if you want to improve your relationship. Now I call these five areas my 5C framework. So this episode I have titled my 5C framework and I will talk to you through these five C's or through these five areas that all start with uh, the letter C and and for you to start thinking about what you can do in your situation to to work on these five areas using this 5C framework to ultimately improve your situation. So if you're ready, we're going to dive into the first one. The first C is what I call commitment. Before we can start talking about communication or improving communication or creating happiness, a sense of health within our relationships, uh, let alone talking about intimacy within our marriages or love lives, we need to talk about the idea of commitment. When there is a lack of commitment between two people or when there is a perceived sort of lack of commitment between two people, everything else becomes so much more difficult. I've sat down with so many clients uh, to you know to this at this stage where oftentimes people would come to me saying that I'm just not sure whether my partner still wants to be in this thing. And when we go through that conversation, oftentimes their partner or the partner actually, you know, has no intention of leaving, but there is a perceived kind of feeling that this person isn't committed to this relationship. 
And whenever you have this perceived idea or perceived feeling that somebody else or your partner isn't committed to you, not committed to the relationship, it makes everything else so much more difficult because there is essentially a big question mark over the whole thing. If you want to start improving things within your love life, within your marriage, within your relationship, as a couple, you need to take care of this commitment idea. You need to, in some way, work very hard to consistently and continuously communicate to each other that you're both very much still committed to this relationship and committed to one another. What that creates is what I call emotional stability or emotional certainty. And certainty is one of these fundamental human needs that we all have. When there is a sense of predictability, stability, uh, and control even within our lives, we kind of, you know, we, we, we tend to feel okay. We tend to feel fine with, with what's going on. But whenever there is too much uncertainty, whenever there is too much of a question mark uh, and, and a complete lack of predictability, whether, you know, something is still stable or not, or whether where things are going or not, it kind of tends to create emotional chaos within us and, and a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anxiety and stress and stuff because we feel out of control essentially. When your partner feels that you're not committed to them or to the relationship, it creates that same thing. And they kind of consequently don't know whether they need to commit to the relationship as well. What will happen is they, in a sense, reciprocate that very feeling that they're getting. So if they're not perceiving or feeling that you're committed, they're going to reciprocate that by withdrawing because it ultimately becomes a defense mechanism where they don't want to be hurt and they will withdraw themselves and in a sense, uh, you know, withdraw their commitment as well. They will, in a sense, end up in a space where they're going to sort of, you know, wait and see what happens. And so you end up in a situation where two people are just waiting for the other to see what happens. That's never a good idea to lay a foundation for a happy, healthy, and intimate relationship. So the first C, the first C of my 5C framework that you absolutely need to take care of as a couple is the perceived uh, sort of sense of commitment. You need to communicate to one another that you're both still committed. Now, some of you are going to ask me, well, how do we do that? Well, that's obviously something that I work on in more depth when I work with some of my clients. But here is one thing that I would tell you that you absolutely need to think about. If you think about anything else within your life that you are committed to right now, just take a minute, take a pencil, take a pen, take some paper, and just write down all the characteristics of the things that you are committed to. So say as an example, you're committed to a hobby. What are the characteristics of your commitment to that specific hobby, whether it's a sport or something that you like doing or whatever the case is? What are all the characteristics? What are all the traits? I would sort of uh, bet that some of these characteristics would include things like uh, time spent. So you'd spend a lot of time, a lot of attention would go towards that thing. So time spent. That would be one characteristic of commitment. Now, when you apply that to your marriage, I would say, okay, so how much time are you actually spending with one another? Because the amount of time that we actually spend with one another goes a long way in terms of translating into commitment to this relationship or commitment to this person. If you spend, or if you're spending very little time with your partner, it would be very hard to actually convince them that you're still committed to that relationship. How can you? Because everything else in our lives that we're committed to, we spend time with those things. We make time. We find the energy. We find the finances, the money to actually invest in these things that we're committed to. If that is lacking within our relationships, it becomes very difficult for our partners to actually perceive that we're committed to them. So the first thing I would absolutely tell you is that if you want to know how to improve commitment, just identify the traits and characteristics of something else that you're committed to 
and then ask yourself whether those same characteristics or traits are actually present within your commitment to your relationship. Is your partner seeing the same things? Is your partner perceiving or sensing or feeling the same things from you that they might see or observe you um, you know, display when it comes to a different area of your life that you're actually committed to? So the first C is commitment. You've got to take care of that. The second C of my 5C framework that I typically take people through that you need to take care of and you need to work on very hard um, and really in a sense solidify that within your relationship to strengthen it, to create a happy, healthy and intimate relationship is you need to have clarity. Now what I mean by clarity is you need to be clear about where this relationship is at but you also need to be very clear about where this relationship wants to go, where you want to take it. What is the ideal version of this relationship? What does it look like? What is it that you're trying to create? What is it that you would hope this relationship would, would look like in, let's say, five years' time or ten years' time? Whenever I sit down with couples, and this is, I would say, again, the vast majority of couples I sit down with, when I ask them, what is it that you actually want for your marriage what is it that you want for your relationship what is it that you're what what is it you're after what are you trying to create here it is actually mind-boggling and staggering just how few couples actually have clarity around you know the thing that they're trying to create a lot of couples are very clear on the things they don't like a lot of couples are very clear on the things that they don't want within their relationships but very few couples are actually very clear and on the same page as to what it is that they're actually trying to create, what it is that they actually do want. That is a problem if you're one of those. If you're struggling or if you don't know what it is that you want, if you don't know where you're heading with this relationship, if you're, if you're uncertain of where it is or what it is that you're trying to build here or towards what it is that you're trying to create, you know, grow this thing, you're in trouble. Because ultimately, happy couples are very clear about where they're at, they're clear about where their partners are at, they're clear about where their relationship is at, and they're also very clear about where they want to go. And because they know both those, let's call it sort of points, they know what the difference is. If I know that our relationship is at point A, but we want to be at point C, we know that there is a difference between point A and C. There is B, we need to, we need to make up that gap and everything that that entails. But if I don't know where we're at, I don't have clarity around where we're truly at, or my partner is truly at, and I'm also not certain and clear about where we want to go, how on earth am I going to manage, or are we as a couple going to manage the difference between those two, you know, those, those points or those poles? It is virtually impossible. It is like a blind person trying to hit a target that's not even, you know, identified as a target. It's, it's almost like you're literally just relying on luck, and your chances of hitting that target becomes virtually impossible. So if you're a couple that wants to improve your situation, you need to not just have commitment, but you also need to have clarity around what is and also what you want it to be and where you're going to go. And this, of course, can be sort of created and developed with a very, very simple conversation. You can just, you know, have a conversation with your partner heart to heart and talking about and, and talk about where things are at. Just simply, you know, how do you feel about where we're at? And you can also just, you know, have a second question, which is what is it that we're trying to do here? What are we trying to achieve? What are our goals? Maybe within the next six months or the next year or the next two years, what are we trying to create? What is what is your ideal version of our relationship look like? And then sharing what yours look like to them as well and, and or with them as well. So it's it's really about getting to a place where you start to have these 
conversations with one another where you're honest about what is what it is you're trying to create and then setting some action steps or some let's call them goals in place mini goals that you can sort of start going after to start you know moving your relationship in that actual direction because there's no point having clarity alone and they're not committing to anything and uh, in order to create the change that you want so the first two c's is commitment and the second one is clarity but then you also need the third c of my 5c framework which i call climate now some people are unclear about what climate means for me climate is essentially the environment it is what it feels like within your relationship a question that I typically get my clients and other people to answer who come to me for advice is what does it actually feel like to be in a relationship with you right now that is the first important question and the second one is what does it actually feel like to be in a relationship with each other what does our relationship actually feel like I think a lot of couples don't really talk about this and they don't even consider this because they're perhaps scared of what it might what the answer might be or they're perhaps scared of what the truth might actually reveal but again if you want to fix your relationship if you want to heal it if you want to create a relationship that is ideal if you want to create a relationship that makes you happy have a relationship that is truly healthy and have a relationship that is filled with actual and true intimacy that is lasting you need to create an environment a climate that 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 actually feels good to be part of because as people it's almost like we are programmed you know conditioned to avoid things that make us feel bad things that's just not pleasant things that are you know it doesn't feel good we try and avoid those things just think of people in your life that make you feel bad when you're around them they constantly criticize you or they make you feel bad you just try and avoid those people you know you, you typically as people we try and avoid those people or we at least try and minimize our exposure or time spent with those people isn't that true like it could be somebody at work you know if somebody at work constantly makes you feel bad about yourself you you'll avoid them after some time now when we're in a relationship with somebody and that person is actually making us feel bad about ourselves at some point we might not physically we might not be able to physically escape or, or get away or avoid them but we'll definitely try very hard to emotionally withdraw and emotionally avoid them so some of us just end up withdrawing within our relationship so practic you know from a practical stand standpoint we can't get away but we're still going to try and get away because as people you know very few of us are actually masochists where we love hurting ourselves and so within the context of a relationship if, if the climate doesn't feel good we'll just try and avoid it in some way or another now again that's not great if you want to build a relationship that is happy a relationship that feels healthy and a relationship that's that's filled with intimacy it's just not a great strategy for that at all so as a couple if you want to build a relationship that is good and healthy and happy and intimate you want to say and you want to address this idea of what is our climate you know what does it feel like being in this relationship with one another and then obviously you know ask yourself what can we actually do to create a climate that is healthy a climate that makes it feel good to be part of what can we do to create an environment that we actually want to be in because if you start taking care of that and it actually feels good being with your partner everything else becomes so much simpler but people try and change the the stuff like you know communication they want to learn communication skills as an example we, we want to learn how to talk to each other better 
They want to do that, but they don't want to take care of what it actually feels like being with their partner. Now, I'm going to I'm going to tell you this: if you take care of what it actually feels like being with your partner, if you, if that feels good, some experts talk about the overall positive effect within your relationship. If there is an overall positive effect, an overall positive emotional state or feeling within your relationship, communication skills won't be nearly as important because you will tend to overlook certain things. You will give your partner the benefit of the doubt. You'll be more patient. You'll listen longer. You'll be be kinder in your response because you feel good being with your partner or they make you feel good about yourself. When those things are lacking, no amount of communication skills, as an example, will make up for that. So you've got to take care of the climate. The fourth one that I would encourage you to absolutely take care of if you want to build a happy, healthy, and intimate relationship, it is connection. Not only do we need a healthy climate, but we also need a healthy and lasting, deep connection with our partners. Now, again, there are many things that we can do to create that connection with our partners. But for now, I would simply encourage you to enter into a conversation with your partner and ask them, when do you feel most connected to me? And just be open for whatever it is they tell you. Don't judge what they give you. Don't judge what they tell you. Don't criticize what they give you. Just simply take what they give you and go and think about what what is that they're actually telling you. What is it that they're actually saying to you? And also, what what is it that you can actually do with that? What can you do with that? How can you turn that into some action steps that you can actually start committing to in order to introduce that more and more into your relationship to actually create a sense of deeper connection with your partner? Now, of course, there are many things that we can do as men and women to actually create deep connection. There are certain things that we know from research that women want that instantly create deeper connection with their male partners and vice versa. There's things that women can do that actually makes a man feel more connected to his partner. There are also things that we can do as men and women to actually uh, undermine a sense of connection as well. It's different for men and women. And so we need to be, be aware of what those things are as well. But for now, for you to help you and to keep this podcast, you know, kind of, uh, you know, within time, it's just important for you to enter into conversation with your partner and just become very clear about when does he or when does she feel most connected to you. And then rather than criticize or judge that, simply turn into some action steps and say, okay, what can I do with this? How can I turn this into a couple of goals, a couple of action steps that I can start applying within our relationship and hopefully by doing that actually create deeper connection. You can bemoan the fact that they want certain things or you can bemoan the fact that or criticize the fact that, you know, they, they're telling you certain things and so you, know, you can even defend your own position. But again, I'm telling you that it probably won't work. Something that will serve you better is to actually just listen and receive whatever it is they tell you and then commit to a few things that you can actually do from your side to create that deeper connection. It's a mistake that a lot of couples make is that when their partners are giving them all the clues, all the hints in terms of what it is that they want from us, we tend to then criticize that or worse, we defend our own position. We justify why we're not doing certain things or why we are doing certain things. The problem with that approach is is that it doesn't matter how much we justify or defend or self-protect. At the end of the day, if your partner is feeling there is a lack, their wants aren't being met, their expectations aren't being met, and their needs aren't being fulfilled, we're going to pay a price. The relationship is going to pay a price. doesn't matter how much we defend our own position or we justify our course of action or lack of actions. It doesn't really matter. 
the only thing that will really serve our relationship is to be open-minded, to be open-hearted in a sense, and to receive whatever it is that they give us and to turn those into certain things that we can go and do, commit to, in order to perhaps, you know, start moving the direction, the relationship in the direction that our partner wants and, and we ultimately want as well. So the first four C's that you need to take care of, of my 5C model is commitment, clarity, climate, and connection. And only once you've taken care of those four things, then number five is communication. Communication becomes so much simpler and so much easier when you take care of those first four C's that we just talked about. Do not start with communication. Communication is important for sure. But whenever communication starts going, you know, become, you know, sort of haywire or go by the wayside, it's usually because those first four C's aren't in place. People typically don't communicate well after a while because it either doesn't feel good to be in their relationship anymore or they don't feel that there is commitment from their partner or they don't feel connected to their partner anymore or they don't have any clarity around where things are going or where things are at. And so they're just uncertain. And so communication becomes a problem because now we're using communication rather as a means to communicate. We use communication as a way to get our needs met. We use communication to try and fix the whole thing. The problem is, is that when you're trying to build a house on a rocky or or, or, or just a fluid foundation, a muddy foundation, the house won't remain standing. So you've got to take care of the foundation. For me, those first four C's are super important before you take care of the house. You can't build a house on a rocky foundation. I mean, you could, but it's not going to. It's not going to last. It's not a great strategy if you want to have a house that will remain standing when the storms of life come. So communication is the fifth C, and it's super important. But communication becomes easier when you take care of commitment, when you take care of clarity, when you take care of the climate, when you take care of connection. Communication becomes so much easier. But perhaps some of you say, well, what is if, if I could give you one thing to help with communication, what would it be? Well, I would say when it comes to communication, one thing that I see oftentimes that happen quite a bit and, and quite often with clients and with people that come to me for advice that kind of really inhibits good communication, it would be what some experts or psychologists call emotional regulation or emotional self-regulation. What that really is, is about managing your own emotional state or managing your own feelings. Whenever our partners share something with us that we might not want to hear or is unexpected, Oftentimes that create a, an emotional reaction within us and that emotional reaction is oftentimes simply a reaction from the ego. We don't like, you know, being criticized or we don't like getting advice or we don't like hearing what they're saying to us right now because we feel criticized, we failed them in some way. Whatever it is that we're, whatever label or perception it is that we come up with, that creates a, an emotional reaction and therefore a behavioral reaction. So we respond, we react, we either, you know, we either get angry or we lash out or whatever, whatever the case is. But what I have found that would that makes the biggest difference when it comes to communication and keeping communication healthy and keeping communication effective is actual emotional self-regulation, meaning you're managing your emotional reactions whenever you're having conversations and your partner is sharing stuff with you that you might not want to hear or you didn't expect. When you can learn to maintain and you can learn to control your emotional reaction and just remain open-minded and ask questions of clarification you want to know more, you're curious, not in order to respond, but to fix things or to perhaps uh, respond in a more appropriate manner, 
that sort of makes communication a lot easier than when we just have these knee-jerk reactions based on the ego's you know inability to deal with uh, you know criticism or whatever it is that came came at us. So if I had to give you one clue, one or one hint, one suggestion that I, I would say will make a big difference in your communication. Again, on the foundation or the you know the you know the the, the foundation of of the other four C's we talked about. The thing that will make a big difference for you would be to start learning to control your own emotions, and rather than just having knee-jerk reactions when your partner talks to you, actually remain open-minded, let your heart be open, and actually just receive what they tell you, and actually you know just take it all on board, think about it, and just wait a few moments before reacting or responding. And when you do respond, try and respond in a positive constructive manner trying to move this thing forward trying to resolve the issue if there's an issue on the table of course but always taking care of your partner whenever you start reacting in a way where it's about self self preservation and it's about self protection and you will do that at the expense of your partner's worth you will even break them down attack them personally you know with words so that you can feel safe so that you can feel that that you haven't done anything wrong that become that's a problem that becomes you that puts you in a position where it's now about me versus you versus us versus the problem or the issue at hand and you start launching personal attacks you start criticizing versus just complaining staying on tasks staying on focus staying on topic you start launching personal attacks at your partner when you do that long enough that is almost a sure way of shooting and blowing this whole relationship thing apart very very quickly so I would say when it comes to communication, learn how to control your emotions. And when you do, um, you know, respond to your partner after you've done that to respond uh, appropriately, to respond positively and always sort of, in a sense, protecting your partner, um, you know, in the process. So there you have it, guys, my 5C framework. There's obviously more to this, but I would say if you want to start creating a happy, healthy and intimate relationship, and especially if you're struggling with communication right now, I would say start thinking about these five C's. You have to take care of the foundation. You have to take care of all five of these in your relationship in order to create a relationship that uh, will you know, feel happy, be intimate, and be healthy in the long run. So take care of commitment. Find a way to communicate that. Have some clarity. Get some clarity. Create a climate that is optimal. Also start working on your connection with one another and start doing the things again that makes you feel close to your partner and also find a way to communicate slightly better than the way you are right now and you will probably find that things start looking up very, very quickly. So I hope that helped you. I hope that served you. If you've got more questions on this and you want me to help you further, just reach out to me personally. Send me a DM or just reach out to me at relationshipguide.com and I'd be happy to answer your questions. Also guys, just uh, while I have you, please note that I've uh, just launched some of my new t-shirts, so you can find those at my site as well. Just go to rageofguy.com at the top under products, you'll find there's a tab called apparel. You can just find some t-shirts. If you wanna buy your husband or yourself a t-shirt, just go over there and you know, just start spreading this uh, message of love to everyone that you come across. So you just can, you can buy your own. Um, they've been produced here in New Zealand and it helps further the course. So go check that out as well. In the meantime, guys, uh, as I said, send your, send your questions to me, any other comments or anything that you want to know. I'd be happy to uh, answer those personally. But in the meantime, until I see you again next week, as I always say, go live and love fully and take care of each other. And we will talk to each other soon. See ya.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Marriage on Fire. If you found today's show helpful, please make sure to follow and share it with someone you think needs to hear this. Also, take a moment and head over to therelationshipguy.com to connect with Gideon directly. Again, thanks for listening. And make sure to tune in soon for our next episode of Marriage on Fire.